This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Power. So come on, let's pray and let's invite the Holy Spirit in today and then we'll jump in. Father, we love you and we worship you, Jesus. We praise you. We thank you, God, for your grace and your goodness. We thank you, God, that you've loved us well and you've protected us and that your grace has abound to us. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in the earth right now. We thank you, God, that you are healing our land and restoring our land and that soon and very soon we're gonna be back together. Father, we praise you and we worship you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We invite you into our home. We invite you wherever we're watching this right now. We ask that you would come and fill us and bring us your thoughts and your wisdom and your understanding today. We love you. We welcome you, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. All right. So today... Uh, If you're taking notes, my message is entitled Loud, and I'm kind of loud right now. I'm just excited to be with you this morning. I got this loud uh, Michael Jordan jersey on. Let me show you real quick. Uh, Wearing it because of the last dance. It started last week in the documentary on ESPN. Uh, It continues tonight. I'm super excited about it. You should check it out. It's so good. It's about the 1998 Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan and everything. So I'm excited. But my message today is called Loud. And uh, I want to ask you a question uh, to start things off today. Have you ever been startled? And when I put that word into my computer, there was actually an emoji for being startled, and I was kind of surprised about that. Now, when I say this word startled, I feel like I'm like 80 years old when I'm like, I was startled, okay? Now, listen, if you're 80, take no offense to that, okay? It's just one of those words that I associate with being a little more seasoned in time, okay? But... There are times that you and I get startled, and I want to show you a video because this is something that I despise and I hate, and it happens to me all the time, and it startles me. So here, go ahead and check out this video. Okay, so when that first setting goes off, that spray setting on the faucet, I don't know why, but it freaks me out every time. It sprays so hard into the sink, the water jumps up, gets all over me, and it startles me every single time, and it bothers the junk out of me, okay? Now, the other thing that can startle me sometimes is, like, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but somebody was in your car, you know, before you got in. Maybe they took a trip in the car before you. And when they were in the car, they had the radio on and they had it on 100. You know what I mean? Like, it was just on level 100. And so they pull into the driveway, they turn off the car, they flip you the keys, 
And then the next time you get into the car, you turn the car on, and it's just like that moment, like when Kramer like walks in to the door, like in Seinfeld, and you're like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And it startles you, and it freaks you out. Now, I looked up the word startled because I wanted to know what it meant, okay? And the meaning is this, a feeling showing sudden shock or alarm, a feeling, or sudden shock, or alarm. And this is really what I believe we all feel right now. We feel this feeling of sudden shock and alarm, okay? Now, what's interesting about being startled is this is that when you're startled, you feel those feelings and you have this instant moment of shock and alarm, but you and I both understand something. It's just a feeling. And that feeling quickly passes by. But right now, it feels like we feel alarm and shock every single day of our life. And it's not just a feeling that is simply going away. We are daily in this place of shock. I looked up the symptoms of shock, and this is what it came up with. It said, confused, disturbed, scared, feeling upside down, feeling stressed. Now, I don't know about you, but I know I have felt many of those feelings in the last few weeks. It's a place that I know that when I'm in this place of feeling shocked and alarmed and startled, that this is a place that the voice of the enemy, his voice gets really, really loud. And when his voice becomes really, really loud, we as believers get disoriented and we get confused and we get stressed and we feel like we're upside down. And when we feel disoriented and we feel confused and we feel like our world is upside down, these are the moments the voice of the enemy gets really loud and all of a sudden we find ourselves going, God, God, where are you? God, what are you saying? God, what are you trying to say to me right now? And it's hard to find his voice. And so when we're disoriented and we're confused and we're stressed and we're feeling all these things, we typically don't run to what we need, but we run to what is just a coping mechanism. Whatever can help us to numb. What are we trying to numb? We're trying to numb the voice of the enemy in that season of our life. We're trying to find something to give us some kind of peace, some kind of solace, some kind of understanding, some kind of good feeling. Why? Because we want to push away the crazy thoughts. We want to push away the emotions that I'm feeling right now. 
I don't want to deal with them. And so today, we're going to talk about two points, just two points. Number one, what does the voice of the enemy that's real loud right now, what does it sound like? So you can identify what the voice of the enemy sounds like. And then number two, what is the report that God has? Because God has a lot to say about this time and this season and what he'll do for me and you if we'll run to him instead of running to just coping mechanisms right now. And if we'll just run to the word of God. And so the first point today, we're going to talk about what the voice of the enemy sounds like, okay? And the first thing I need you to understand is this. The voice of the enemy always is negative, okay? And when I put in the word negative, I got the emoji with a thumbs down. And that's exactly what it is. The voice of the enemy is always negative. It is always thumbs down, okay? He wants to bring you a report about your future that is negative. That's his purpose. He wants to bring a negative report, a.k.a. a custom-made lie, okay? Because that's all he speaks, okay? He's the accuser of the brethren, okay? All he can do is lie. So when he comes to you, he comes to you with a negative report, a custom-made lie. What does that mean? It's a lie that's designed for you and for you alone. It wouldn't work for somebody else. But this custom-made lie, this negative report about your future, okay, it is designed to do what? To upset you. It's designed to upset me. It's designed to bring what? Confusion. It's designed to stress you out. It's designed to make you feel anxiety and worry and fear and unknown. This negative report will be this. Just like it says in John 10, 10, says the thief's purpose is only to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? So this custom-made lie is going to be full of ideas, and imaginations, okay, and hear those words. They are ideas and they are imaginations that the enemy has custom made to give you a negative report about your future that does not line up with God. It is going, this negative report is going to be full of what? It's going to be full of steal, kill, and destroy. So he's going to shape a lie that's exactly designed for you in this season, in this time or or future seasons that will upset you and will be full of the enemy bringing moments into your future that he would steal, kill, and destroy, okay? The second thing that the enemy does when he speaks to you and his voice is really loud is this. He challenges God's word. And he challenges what God has spoken to you. Why? Because he wants to bring you into a place of confusion. We see this at the very beginning of time. We see this with Adam and Eve when he custom makes a lie for Eve and Adam that brings them into confusion. And he challenges God's truth and he challenges God's word. Okay? So he brings this lie to you 
challenges God's truth to bring you into a place of confusion so that you have this moment where you go, can I really trust God right now? Can I really trust his word right now? I know that I have in seasons before, but this season is really crazy. I don't really understand everything that's going on. And I feel very confused and very stressed and full of worry and full of anxiety. And I don't know if I can trust God. You know, um, the other night um, I was watching a show and um, there was a set of probably six commercials. I think we were watching the show Top Chef, okay? And there were six commercials after, you know, this this break, and all six commercials had to deal with the current pandemic that we're in. And number one, I was just like, hey, thanks for reminding me, you know, thanks for reminding me about what's going on. And I know that, you know, everybody has, you know, their thought about the pandemic, and they want to share their thought, and they want to share with you what they're doing and what their company's doing, because they want to look good to you, and they want, you know, to look good in this time, and it's all really about their image. But I'm sitting there, I'm watching these commercials, these six commercials, and the thought ran across me. What would I do if I didn't have Jesus right now? It's tough right now knowing Jesus, but if I didn't know Jesus, I don't know if I would have any hope at all. And the Lord reminded me, that's exactly where the enemy wants us. In a place that we feel hopeless. In a place that we feel like God has abandoned us in a place that we feel like God has forgotten us, in a place that we feel like God is nowhere around, all we have is confusion, anxiety, worry, and this custom-made lie that he's made for you, a place of hopelessness. The enemy wants us to feel scared, intimidated, and he wants you to feel insecure about your future. So, this is what the enemy does. And this is what his voice sounds like. And this is what he's doing in this season. So that's his role. But what is God's role? And what is the word of God's role in this season? And what is the report that God is trying to bring to us in this season? Go with me. We're going to look at John chapter 14. And this is Jesus. And he is speaking to his disciples, and he wants to let them know that he's about to go to the cross to pay the ultimate price for your sin, my sin. He's going to pay the price for uh, our sickness. He's going to eliminate guilt, shame. He's going to eliminate death, hell, and the grave. He's going to win. He's going to be victorious, and he's going to go to the cross, but he's going to rise victoriously three days later. And he's telling the disciples, hey, I want you to know I'm about to leave you, but I'm really not about to leave you. And it gives us understanding about this season right now. So John chapter 14, verse 26 through 27, I'm reading in the amplified version because I thought it just made it so perfect. In verse 26, it says this, but the helper, what is the helper? 
It's the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying, but the helper, and he lists what the job, the helper, the Holy Spirit's job is. He says this, comforter, advocator, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, and standby. This is the job of the Holy Spirit. He says, the Holy Spirit from the Father will send in my name. He says, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. So Jesus is telling him, I'm going back to the Father, but the Father's about to send the advocator, the Holy Spirit, the helper, the comforter, the aid to you to represent me to you on the daily. It says this, he will teach you all things and he will help you to remember everything that I have told you. Verse 27, peace I leave to you. My perfect peace I give to you, not as the world gives. So Jesus is letting you know something. The world is not going to give you peace, okay? What's happening in our world, what's happening in the world as a general, what's happening with our government, what's happening everywhere, it is not going to give you peace. It's not designed to give you peace. But Jesus says, I give you my perfect peace. I'm leaving that with you, which is what? The Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit's job is to give you perfect peace. And then Jesus says this, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength in every challenge. So Jesus knew he is not, you know, freaking out over what's happening in the earth right now. And I know what's happening in the earth right now is terrible. I understand people have lost their jobs. I know people have lost their 401ks. People have lost their livelihood. People have lost friends and family members. There is tragedy around the world. But let me remind you, this, this happens all the time. It happens 24 hours, seven days a week, year after year after year. And Jesus knew this. And he knew that we would face this in our life, that we would face troubles. And he wanted us to know that the Holy Spirit's job was to come and to comfort and aid us. So let's look at a few of these words, like the word counselor. That's one of the words that defines what the Holy Spirit is. He's a counselor. So what does that mean? Just like with a regular counselor, and, and let me make sure that I say this very um, correctly. I believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit as our counselor, but I all also believe in professional counselors. I actually am seeing a Holy Spirit-filled, and I love that word right there, Holy Spirit-filled, Spirit-filled counselor right now. And I think they're wonderful. But the job of the Holy Spirit is to be a counselor. So what do we do when we see a counselor? We tell the counselor, hey, this is what I'm feeling. These are the emotions I have right now. These are the crazy thoughts that I'm having. These are my worries. These are my anxieties. These are my feelings. These are the things that I'm going through, okay? So we tell the Holy Spirit, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. 
But then we have to ask the Holy Spirit this question. And this is really important. Because I think so often we just tell God what we're feeling. And we don't ask this next question. And the next question is this. Holy Spirit, what does my Father say? Because that's the job of the Holy Spirit. Is to relay what your Father in heaven is speaking to you. So I told the Holy Spirit the other day, I'm just kind of scared. I'm just feeling kind of a lot of feelings and a lot of crazy thoughts. And I had to ask the Holy Spirit, Father, what do you say right now? And I just got this picture of Jesus in this beautiful field. And he was just sitting there, relaxing. And the Holy Spirit said, just go sit by Jesus. And in my heart of hearts, I just sat down by Jesus. And I just felt Jesus put his arm around me. And he said to me, I'm your protector. I've always been your protector. And I always will be your protector. You're okay. So we have to ask the Holy Spirit, what does my father say about these feelings? What does he say about these emotions? They're very real. I'm not disputing them at all. They're very real. But... Your Father, God in heaven, has something to say to you about it, and that's the Holy Spirit's job. It also says the Holy Spirit is a strengthener. The Holy Spirit reminded me the other day that even Jesus himself, as he was carrying the cross, needed somebody else to help him. You're not designed to carry this load on your own. The Holy Spirit's job is to help to carry this weight, this anxiety, these feelings, these emotions. It says that he's a helper. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, it says this. Each time he said to me, my grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. So I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. So the Holy Spirit's job is to help you, empower you, strengthen you in this season when you don't have a lot of strength. You feel very weak. And the Holy Spirit says, that's okay. I'm going to come and I'm going to strengthen you and I'm going to aid you. The second report that we receive from the Word of God is this. It comes out of Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. And again, I'm reading the Amplified Version. It says this in verse 6. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and every situation, by prayer, petition to God, with thanksgiving, continue to make your request known to God. And the peace of God, okay, it says, that peace which reassures your heart, that peace which transcends all your understanding, that peace 
which stands guard over your heart and mind is yours. So let's break down this passage because there's a lot here. Truth number one is this. In verse six, it is a command. It's a command. God is commanding us to do something. He says this, do not be anxious or worried about anything. Now, I don't know about you, but I fail at this one all the time. Some days I win and some days I lose. I'm just being honest, okay? But it says, do not be anxious or worried about anything. This is God commanding us to not do this, okay? Because the lies of the enemy, because when we worry and are anxious and fearful, these custom-made lies that the enemy feeds us actually become bigger in our minds than our picture of God. And when these lies become bigger than our picture of God, we actually will serve and worship what? Our worries, our fears, and our anxieties. We will put more attention, we will put more focus, we'll put more energy, we'll put more time, we'll put more towards worshiping fear and anxiety than we will worshiping Jesus and the one who defeated all of this. We will make it bigger than God. So what do I do with this command? Well, I do two things. I recognize and then I repent. Okay, I first recognize that I have allowed anxiety, worry, and fear to become bigger and greater than God. And when I recognize that, I recognize that I'm actually disobeying God's truth. Because this is a command. He says, don't worry. Don't be anxious. So then what do I do? I repent. Lord, I am sorry. I have taken this lie and made it a truth in my life. And so, Father, I repent for this worry. I repent, and I am sorry for this anxiety and this fear. And this is what the Word of God says. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22, it says this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. He loves you. He's wild, and he's crazy about you. It says, His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. So what does that mean? It means this, that God understands you and he understands that you're a human and you're made of dust. And because you're a human and you're made of dust, you're going to have moments that you fail. You're going to have moments that you go, you know what? I failed, I am worried, I am anxious, I am fearful, I am believing these lies. And God, I'm sorry that I'm believing these lies. And he goes, I get it. You're my son and my daughter and I love you and my mercies never fail and my mercy is new for you every morning and I love you and I'm faithful to you and I understand that you're just dust and I understand that you're just a human and it's okay, you're still my child, you will never not be my child. My love abounds to you and I am with you right now. So I recognize 
And then I repent. And I allow God's mercy and his grace and his goodness to come in and do what? Just as John 14 said, let the Holy Spirit do his job to strengthen, encourage, love us. Second truth in this is this. It says this. By prayer, petition, thanksgiving, we continue to make our request to God. That means I just continue. Continue to give God everything that I'm feeling and all my worries and anxieties. Let me give you an example of this, okay? Let's say this uh, thing of disinfectant wipes represents our worries, our fears, and our anxieties, okay? So Philippians tells us by prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, make your request to God. So my job is to take my worries, my fears, my anxieties, confusion, whatever I'm feeling, the lie that the enemy has given to me or to you, and my job is to tell God, hey, this is this lie. These are my worries. These are my thoughts. These are my crazy thoughts. These are my crazy fears. And then my job is to do what? My job is to take this and to give it to God and let go. My job is to let go of those things. Now, I understand the problem, though, because it's your problem is my problem, okay? So I go, God, you know, here's all my thoughts about this summer. I love this summer, okay? The boys are off of school. Um, it's typically time when we take vacation. We build lots of memories as a family. Uh, the summer is always good. My birthday's in the summer. I'm turning 40 this summer. I, I'm really excited about this summer. So I have all these thoughts, and I have all these worries, and I have all these things about this summer, and I don't know right now. Now, I'm believing that by June, we're going to be out of this mess, and we're going to be back here at the church, and we're all going to be worshiping together, and this summer, we're going to see this whole thing wiped out, and God's going to heal and restore the land, because that's what his promise says, and, and I just am crazy enough to believe his promise, that he says that if we will humble ourselves, and we will pray, and we will call on the name of the Lord, that he will heal the land, and he will heal the nations. And so that's what I'm believing for, that he's going to heal and restore and remove this virus completely out of the earth, and we're going to see the church of God filled back up, and we're going to worship here, because guess what? God didn't design us for online church. I'm thankful for online church right now, but we're designed to have church and to be together and to worship together, and I can't wait to have that again. So I have all these thoughts, and I give it to God, and I'm like, all right, I gave it to you, and then what happens? Like four hours later, I'm like, ah, oh, God, I need that back. I'm, I'm still... I wasn't done really worrying about this. I wasn't done, you know, worrying about, like, what weekend we're going to actually be able to come back together. I wasn't done worrying about what it's going to look like. Can I, you know, me, the hugger, can I hug everybody? You know, like, do we have to have everybody in masks? And, like, what, what is it going to look like? And so, God, I'm like, I'm just going to take it back, and I'm going to worry about it a little bit more. And he says, don't do it. This is with prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. Thanksgiving mean what? I, I can't thank God if I haven't let go of it. But if I let go of it, I'm like, God, I thank you that you're in control. 
that I've surrendered to you and that you are good. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says that you have a good plan for my life and for my future, and it's not full of harm and destruction. So I thank you, God, that even though we're living in a crazy time, I thank you that my future is secure in you, Christ Jesus, and I'm thankful I can let it go to you. I let it go. That's the second truth. Now, the last truth is this, and we find it in verse 7. It says this, and the peace of God, the peace of God, his peace, not the world's peace, not any peace you can find in the world or in any situation in the world, but the peace of God, this peace which reassures your heart and translate all understanding. So this peace has two jobs. Number one, to reassure your heart that God loves you. The Holy Spirit just wants to reassure to you today that he is for you, he's not against you, he's with you, he loves you, he's protecting you, his grace abounds to you, he's watching over you, you're his child, and when you're a child of a, of a good father, a good father protects and watches over and cares for his children, and he goes, I want to reassure your heart that I, I'm with you right now in this season. And then he says this, I want you to know that my peace will transcend your understanding. Go ahead and play that, Matt. Meaning what? Meaning things like this, like Psalms 91 verse 3 says this, he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from every deadly disease. Verse 9 and 10 says, if you make the Lord your refuge and if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you and no plague will come near your home. I don't know about you, but I need those verses. You know, like there are times you read the Bible and you're like, protect you from deadly diseases and, you know, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come to your home. And you're like, man, plagues were a thing in the Bible times. And all of a sudden, like, we're like, oh, like, there's a plague. It's like a real plague. And you actually need these verses, but there's somewhere inside of you, you're like, I don't understand how you do that, God. And that's where the peace of God comes in. And the peace of God surpasses. It surpasses your thinking because you're just a human. And no matter how smart you are, no matter how much research you do and how much you Google and how many degrees you have, you're still just a human and God is God and his ways and his thoughts are higher than yours. And he says, hey, I want you to know my peace will surpass your human understanding, your human reasoning, your logic, your ability, your ability to protect. 
I was reading these verses a couple weeks ago because I'm praying this over my family every single day. I'm praying it over the church every single day. I'm praying these promises. And the Holy Spirit just said to me, I said, I'm the protector. Because that's what I want to be. I want to protect. I want to protect you and your family. I want to protect my family. I want to protect. And then you come to this place where you go, I can't, I can't protect everything. No matter how hard I try, I can't protect everything. And the Holy Spirit goes, I know, it's my job. That's where the peace comes. And it surpasses anything you can understand. And we have peace and we go, God, thank you. Thank you that you protect me and my family from the deadly disease of COVID-19. We thank you that you protect my family from all deadly disease, all sickness. I pray all the time. I say, Lord, I thank you. You protect us from cough, cold, flu, infection, disease, viruses, infirmity. I thank you that you defeated that on the cross. And now I live victoriously in your house. I thank you that the word of God says in Isaiah that by your stripes, I am healed. So I release that over my family and I release it over our church and I release it over to people of God. And then peace comes because it's not me. It's not you. We live in his strength. When the peace comes, we can actually finish this verse in verse 8 where it says, Philippians 4 verse 8 says, Dear brothers and sisters, one final thought. Because you've given all these worries and thoughts to the Lord, now take your mind and fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about what is excellent and worthy of praise. What is worthy of praise? Jesus is worthy of praise. And when we let go of worries and fear, we can start to look at Jesus and go, thank you for the way you've protected me. Thank you for the home that I have. Thank you for the food that we have. Thank you for the finance you've given me. Thank you for protecting me and helping me to thrive and succeed in this season. God, thank you for the future that I have. God, thank you, God, that you've aligned my future. You've aligned my family's future. Thank you, God that you have a great plan for the earth. Thank you, God, that we get to live in this moment right before you come back because I'm gonna tell you right now, there's going to be a wave of the Holy Spirit and there's gonna be a wave of revival and you and I are gonna be a part of it and then all of a sudden our thoughts are not on ourselves, our thoughts are on others and our thoughts are on the people that we're connected to and the relationships that we have at work and the relationships that God's given us and our ability to show people the way because they're scared and you have answers and this is the moment that people are going to listen to you and I it's a moment we're called to be the church it's a moment that even when we can't physically meet, you can 
You can call somebody, you can text somebody, you can face somebody, FaceTime somebody, you can reach out to them and go, hey, I understand that you're worried and you're scared, but let me tell you, I know the answer, and the answer is Jesus Christ. And so if you're watching today and you're worried and you're scared and you don't know what to do, put your hope in Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit come and strengthen you and encourage you. Let me pray for you today. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We give you all of our worries, anxieties, fears, crazy thoughts, emotions. We surrender them to you. We ask that you would come and be the comfort, the aid, the advocator, strengthener. Fill us with your peace and understanding. God, give us your vision for our future. Give us thoughts that you have about our future, our families, our careers, our jobs, our families, extended families, friends. Give us your thoughts. Father, fill us with the Holy Spirit. Fill us with your grace. If you've never made Jesus the Lord and Savior, just pray this prayer with me. Just say, Father, I come to you and I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. I give you my sin. I give you my guilt, my shame. I give you my past. I surrender my life to you. Come into my heart. Fill me with your grace your strength right now. I surrender to you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. We worship you. We praise you now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.